Blog Talk Radio. Message. 
I'm sorry, the B underscore word at Yahoo. We're on Blog Talk Radio at the B Word. We're on Facebook, B Word with El Garth. And on Twitter and Instagram at the B Word underscore El Garth. And then our website, the B Word hyphen. I'm sorry, the B hyphen word dot com. When my voice like this is like my brain is acting retarded too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mind is thinking faster than you can talk. Exactly. So we hope that we um, provide you with some inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that can help you, um, that you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, and emotionally, and physically. So, Jen, <clears throat> yes. how was your um, evening yesterday or last night? It was very, very relaxing. I actually... Um got to clean up a little bit and spend some time with the kids and Jeff. And it was just very, very relaxing Monday. It was really nice. I, I enjoyed it. Well, at least somebody had a good relaxing Monday. Um, I think I told you yesterday, I was supposed to go get the um, keys for my building. Yes. <laughs> well, that didn't work out like it was supposed to. So I went to the building. We did the walkthrough and it was just not, what I expected or what it was supposed to be. So I'm just kind of upset about that. But hopefully I get the keys in a couple of few days after they get done doing what they need to do. Um, was there severe problems, though? Was there severe, severe problems with the building? Or is it just cosmetics? Um, it was basically just cosmetics, but okay. there was a lot of things that we had talked about um, that was supposed to happen that didn't. So I was right. just a little upset about that, but you know, it's yeah, all unfortunately good. that happens, but uh, at least you're smart enough to say no, get it, because if you had just taken the keys, they would have never done it. Yeah, well, they weren't even prepared to give me the keys because they hadn't oh. even moved completely out yet. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, so it was, oh. it was you know, dealing with that. But these but, are things... Uh, like, Dealing with the business, you know, when you have business, you, you've got to be flexible, just like I said yesterday, because in the business world, you sometimes have to switch gears very quickly. And, you know, this is a perfect situation. You expected one thing, but it didn't quite happen. And in businesses, you know, there's always a reason when stuff is not always working out. So just take a look and take your time and be patient, because when you have a business, you have to look at all the details. Exactly. So, you know, one of the things that was um, upsetting to me is they were supposed to leave something for me, and I went in there, and it had been torn down. So, you know, that was one of the things that was kind of irritating. And I told them, okay, I said, well, since you took it, I'm going to need you to paint that wall. So, you know, that was another, you know, issue. So, but like you said, you know, you got to be flexible. You got to allow yourself some some room to maneuver when things don't go exactly like you plan for them to go. Yes. Yes. So we're going to have a great show today. We're going to start the show off with a little bit of music, get you in the mood for to talk about business, and so you're receptive and you can receive everything that we have to tell you this morning. So sit back, relax, take a sip of that coffee, and we will be right back.
You know, don't look at failure as the final word on what you need to do with your life or with your business. But if you start to look at some of the essential things that it takes to be successful in business and then following a model, pretty much all business people, they have certain things in common and they do certain things that are um, relevant to successful businesses. So when you don't try to recreate the wheel and you follow a model, it's quite, you know, it can be simple. Yeah. So, I mean, the most crucial thing is get your business plan done because that is the plan that you want for the business. And of course, it's going to alter year after year after year. So you can always update it, but getting everything that's in your head out onto a business plan, knowing you know, the marketing strategy, you know, websites, you know, all your tax information, you know, the whole financial aspect of it, get it into a business plan. And that way you're going to be able to set out the path that you need to go to where, you know, you're going to minimize any mistakes whatsoever. Well, that is, that brings up our first point. A lot of times business individuals who are, who want, or people who want to start a business lack direction. So what happens is they often do not establish clear goals. And because of that, they don't create the plan to achieve those goals. And so when they fail to develop this complete business plan before launching their business, then that is one of the biggest reasons that that it fails. So you have to establish a clear direction with clear goals how you plan on accomplishing those goals. And basically that's your business plan. Yes, definitely. And you put everything out there. I mean, everything out there. And you also, you know, if you're going to be hiring people or working with vendors of any kind, check them out. And, you know, as a business owner, you've got to be on top of everything. You're responsible for the whole company. So it's your business to stick your nose into every single aspect, no matter who's in charge of it, because it's you who is on the line. You know, when it comes well, down I, to it, it's all you. So stick your nose in. Make sure that the people that you're working with are the people who should be there, that, you know, they've got a proven track record if they're a, a vendor. You know, if if they have um, made mistakes with, with other customers, ask them why. You know, the whole foundation is set up first so that it's secure in the long run. Well, one of the things I think that prevents a lot of business owners from taking the time sometimes to do their due diligence is they're impatient. You know, when you start something, you are, oh, I want this to happen quickly. I need to make sure that this moves fast so I can start to make the money. Well, when business owners attempt to try to accomplish too much in a short amount of time, that can be a very bad thing because what happens is you start to miss the little things and yes. you start to things start to to cost twice as much and then unfortunately it takes sometimes twice as long than yes. to get things started. <clears throat> so you must be patient, you must do your due diligence um and be thorough. And when you're um, investigating the type of business that you're in, so you need to know your industry. You need to know what other competitors are in this industry. What are they doing? 
What haven't they done? And is there even a reason for your business? Maybe this industry is oversaturated, and maybe you need to think of a new way to to come into it. So if you take your time, do the necessary step, because part of your business plan is doing market research. Yeah. So and company research. <clears throat> exactly. So you need to get into that business plan. You need to look at the industry that you're going to and look at those around you who are doing those things. And if they're not, then you need to find out why. And you need to find out how you can capitalize on that. <clears throat> and the other aspect is uh, who's your target audience? Because if you've done your research about what other companies are in the area, what other industries are you know, in your state that are doing the same thing as you are, you're going to find out who is your target audience. Who are you going to be selling your products to? You know, what services can you offer your target group? And if it's very, very specialized, it can take longer to be able to establish your business. Um, whereas if you have a general, you know, 20 to 30, you know, age range, you know, that's a totally different aspect. But you got to figure out your target audience as well, because of the, without them, you wouldn't have a business. Right, absolutely. I think one of the other things that people kind of get lost in the shuffle is <clears throat> when you're starting a business, believe it or not, you have to have money. <laughs> you can't start a business without any money. Yeah. Some businesses take less money than others, but the bottom line is you need money because you have expenses, you have so if you have employees, you have payroll, you have production costs if you're selling a product. So a lot of businesses get into trouble when they don't have enough capital to actually start and run their business. So you got to be careful about creating a budget that outlines every single thing, every single dollar that you're going to need in order to be able to start and continue your business. Right. And with your budget, you need to make sure that you have a line for every single item. Not Don't just say office supplies, $1,000. Well, you know, if you run later on down the line and you're going through your ink and that $1,000 is gone very quickly, uh, you're going to be in trouble. So you always have to overestimate on your budget so that you have that buffer zone to carry you over. About the taxes, make sure you got an accountant because the IRS will come and get every single cent from you. Yeah, that goes into keeping inadequate records. So right. if you are new to the business world, then you definitely need to have an accountant. But now there are also programs that you can have that will basically almost do your accounting for you, but you got to use it and you got to know how to set it up. So and I, I would have recommend getting. I absolutely love, 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 love QuickBooks, but I still have an accountant check everything for me because right. I'm not a tax expert and I need somebody there who's going to be able to catch something if I don't. I mean, I don't have any business, but that's okay. And not only that, when you are a certain type of business, um, you know, there are regular corporations, there are sole proprietorships, there are LLCs, 
Um, but when you're like a nonprofit like me, a lot of right. times when you go to ask for money, they ask you for audited financial statements. So yes. it's important to have somebody who can look at your books and make sure that you are in compliance with all the current tax laws and um, financial laws that are relevant to your business structure. Right. And the there other, are so many, I mean, even just setting up the company <laughs> uh, can be a nightmare because, you know, there's all sorts of things you have to file with the, the state, with the IRS. I mean, setting it up can be a nightmare. Um, I actually went to LegalZoom. Uh, I love them because they were always catching things for me that I hadn't thought about in starting the company. And it was so nice and simple and easy uh, with them. So I, I do have to say, if you are looking, go to LegalZoom, you know, they'll show you the cost for, for your state. And, and it, it doesn't matter whether it's sole proprietor, LLC, nonprofit, you know, a, you know, a corporation, they can help you out. I, I was very, very pleased when I, when I used them. And uh, that brings me to the next point is sometimes you have to enlist <clears throat> the help of professionals. Sometimes right. it can be expensive, but there are um, methods like that are out there, like Jen was saying, like LegalZoom. I've used LegalZoom before as well. But <clears throat> just make sure you do your research on whatever method that you use so that you are getting the information that you need to create your business. It, but it, it will behoove you if you don't know anything about business. You need to find a professional that can help kind of walk you through the process because there are so many nuances that you wouldn't know as a layman that somebody who is educated in the in the industry would know. For example, when I started my nonprofit, um, I had no idea that you also had to file with the state what's called a solicitor's contribution application. And that means you are registered with the state to actually collect donations. Right. And, you know, it gives you um, that, reputa that reputable presence. So when people go and look up nonprofits, your name is there as a registered agent with the state that says, yes, I'm legal, I'm compliant, and you can send me donations and your money is going to be used appropriately. Right, and and that way the nonprofit can send you a receipt so you can claim it on your taxes. That, exactly. That's because, they, you know, everything is reported. All your donations and everything is reported to the IRS. So, you know, if you're going to take your tax deduction, you know, there's, I mean, the government, they stick their nose in everything, and they're going to get every single dime that they can possibly get from you. Absolutely. And they will come after you if you're not complying with everything that, you know, that's the hardest part. I think another issue that comes along with, with people who are just starting their business, especially when they are deciding to sell a pro product is mm -hmm. these products are unfortunately of low quality because in the very beginning, you're trying to save money. So mm -hmm. you <clears throat> will farm out production to an organization, mostly overseas that create products for pennies on the dollar, but the product is crap. So when you start to sell that product, your reputation now is damaged because you are known as an organization that provides shoddy quality products. 
Right. And, you know, actually with my company right now, I'm trying to get the inventory. And of course, there are no makers for this product in the United States. So I am forced. I mean, if there was a company in the United States that I could use, I would be doing it. It would be very, very expensive, but I would rather, you know, spend that extra money. But unfortunately, I can't. I ha- I'm, I'm forced to go to China and and get my products made there and that's the reason why this company i haven't gotten the inventory in because i'm taking this is going on the third year trying to make sure everything is done right because you've got the language barrier you've got the fact that they do make things shoddy and you know you have to take everything one step at a time especially if you are dealing with companies out of the country it it can be a nightmare but take your time do not rush the mistake in your company will fail. Exactly. Another issue <clears throat> for reasons for companies to fail is the person who's starting the company has no <clears throat> managerial experience. So, and you don't understand what skills it takes to run a business. So, when yeah. you don't have the expertise or the experience or the education, then it is incumbent upon you to get somebody in there who does, or to educate yourself prior to starting your business. The worst time to learn that you're not proficient in something is when you've already started to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, with all the jobs that I've had throughout my years, and that does include being a flight attendant, you know, I've, I've got business skills from all different areas that help help me in the company I have right now. And, I mean, you have to understand about employment law to do HR. Uh, you know, you, you have to understand the marketing aspect. You have to understand how to manage employees. And that means you can't be everybody's friend. So when it comes to a, a certain situation where you have to fire them, you have to be able to do that. If something's not going right, you have to be able to crack the whip to make sure everything is done. So there is so many hats that you have to wear. Educate yourself. Get online. Go to the library. I mean, the library is a huge resource. It was for me. I, go in there. Check out a book. Read it, you know, and get as much business knowledge as you can possibly get to understand what you're doing. Because I know that there are several, I mean, it, this is just an example. You know, I, I've seen the reality shows about the restaurants. These people are like, oh, I'm just going to open up a, a restaurant. And they go and open up the restaurant. They have no clue what they're doing, and the business fails within six months because they've never even worked in the restaurant industry. And they think they know it all, and it's not true. You, you know, you've got to have somebody with you or, you know, go to school, you know, take some, some courses, or, you know, at a community college to get yourself the skills you need. Exactly. Now, there are seven key areas that the industry have determined that kind of hinge on whether your business lives or dies, so to speak. So I'm going to go through these really quickly. Okay. The first one is marketing, and that is your ability to determine and sell the right product to the right customer at the right time. The second one is finance, and this is your ability to be able to get the money you need and account for the money that you receive and or spend. Production is the third thing, your ability to produce products and services at a high enough level of quality and consistency over time. 
This also rolls right into distribution, which is your ability to get that product or service to the market in a timely and economic fashion. Number five is the research and development. I mean, we've already talked about it, but you have to have the ability to continually innovate and produce new products, new services, new processes, and responses to your competition. And that means education all the time. Number six is regulation. You have to have the ability to deal with new requirements. These requirements can come from the government, legislation, I mean, at all levels within your industry, the changes within the industry itself. And then number seven, your ability to actually find the people you need. Deal with, you know, if there are unions, um, if you need a certain type of managerial, what personnel policies you have to have. And then the training and organizational development, because what happens is your labor is what runs your business. And if you don't have the right labor force, then your business is absolutely going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there are certain yeah, and, things. And I'm sorry, this is just one of my uh, opinionated facts here is a lot of companies forget about the employees and the workers, and they're only concerned about the money that they're making. And that can cause a lot of headaches in your business, especially if it's small. So words to the wise, treat your employees fairly. Don't try to screw them over. If you keep them happy, you will have a successful business. Absolutely, because they're going to work for you. So, right. you know, if they, they need to be, to be there, you know, <laughs> I, exactly. I know it's a mindset because, you know, there, there's pros and cons to capitalism, but, you know, I, I grew up, you treat people with respect just the way you want to be treated. And it is so important because those employees that you have are going to make or break your company. Absolutely. So you definitely need to develop effective communication. You need to, you know, with your staff, you need to establish some type of policy that says, you know, if you are not feeling right or you got a complaint, you always have the, the ability to come and talk to me as your business owner, as your manager. Do not close those lines of communication off because once you do, then, you know, your employees are going to be like, you know, screw this and your business is going to suffer for it. Exactly. The other aspect I know because, um, you know, this was uh, my first thing, especially when I started the nonprofit when I lived in Virginia, um, you know, getting the money is an absolute nightmare. Nobody wants, you know, nobody, no investors, no banks, nothing wants to lend you any money when you're just starting your business. They're like, oh, well, you need to be in business for three years before we can even consider you. Well, then how the heck do you start a small business with no money? So, right. you know, plan. I mean, I've been planning this company for five years and it's, it's a pain in the butt to have to wait so long, but I've made all the right choices to where this year, hopefully, I'm going to be able to get the inventory in. And another crucial aspect is if you are selling a, a, a product, you know, like lotions or, you know, shoes or whatever, make sure that you don't get too much inventory. 
that is a crucial make or break for a company because you don't want to purchase all this inventory and then it just sit there. So when you're starting off, make sure you have the smaller amounts of the inventory, the amounts you know that you are going to sell. That way you can adjust your budget, know exactly how much money you really need to spend on inventory to make sure that this product gets to the customers. And I know a lot of businesses that have failed because they purchased all of this inventory and the money was caught up in the inventory and it wasn't there for the company. Well, that goes into knowing your market and knowing the market right. trends and knowing um, product and uh, co the cost and demand for the product that you're selling. So, again, that goes into doing the proper research um, right. and market analysis to make sure that you're offering the product and service that is in demand. <clears throat> right. So, <clears throat> so, finally, the last thing I think that is really important in – um, you, developing a successful business is you have got to make your customer priority at all times because guess mm -hmm. what? Those are the people that are spending the money in your business. If you are not thinking about the customer and everything you do, then you've already set yourself up for failure. Exactly. I totally so, agree with that. <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but we'll be back in just a minute to give our last notes, our last thoughts, and let you go for the morning so you can get started working, If you, especially if you have your own business. You need to stop listening to the radio and get back to work. <laughs> so we'll be right back. <laughs> Peace and joy, the last 
we are back on the B word with your girl El Garth and of course the beautiful Jen. And we are going to give our last and final thoughts on um, you know business being successful, things you need to do, things you don't need to do. And I would say this: having a business, I think, is probably one of the best things that you're able to do in this country um, is to do something that can benefit you and your family and yourself and the the public at large, you know, so it's a great thing. I think the biggest thing, though, is learning how to do it properly, implementing the proper steps, and then, you know, being wise about the changing market and just understanding what demands, what current demands the public um, needs in order for you to create a product or service that you can be successful at selling. Yes. And the other thing I want to say is go to the uh, the SBA, the Small Business Administration. They have offices throughout the country, and they can connect you with mentors, people who have been in business for a long time, and they give their time to you to teach you how to do all of this stuff. And it can be such a wealth of information and just boost your success rate in connecting with these people. So use the Small Business Administration as much as possible because they have wonderful things online. They have ways to connect you with people in the in your area that can help you out that are more than willing, you know, to make sure that you start off on the right foot. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things where people fail is they just don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? They want to jump in head first. And unfortunately, a lot of times that's why they fail. Do the work first, and believe me, you know, you can have a successful business. I mean, business isn't a mystery, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to go into it without, you know, knowing what what you need to do. It is very attainable. You can be successful, but if you simply avoid the reasons for business failure and you focus on those things that are going to help you be successful, and that is education and getting the help that you need in order to run a successful business. Right. I agree. So, absolutely. So we thank you for listening to our show this morning. As always, it's a pleasure to be able to talk with y'all each and every week. Remember, we are on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday, 9 and 10 a.m. And hopefully later on this week, my voice will be fine instead of acting like it is right now. (laughs) So... We thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to tell all your friends, and I hope you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything we say and do is because we love you, and we love us, and being broke ain't free. I'm your host, El Garth. Of course, I'm with the beautiful Jen, and we will see you next time on The B Word. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah.